0: Hello everybody and uh, we're glad you're with us for Easter. So uh, I always do a quick little joke uh, if you're here and I want to jump right into that joke and sort of get it uh, on the other side of me. They're always bad jokes and I found a couple of bad Easter jokes that I thought I would just toss right in here right away. Um, why did the Easter egg hide? Because it was a little chicken. It's not It's not bad. What does the Easter bunny get for making a basket? Two points, just like everybody else. That's a little March Madness humor. March Madness, two points. Okay. So as I said, in a few moments, we're going to sing some more. And I love to sing about Jesus and celebrate Him, you know, all year long. But this time uh, of the year in particular, as we as we celebrate all the events of the, of the cross, His willingness to go and, and exchange His life for eyes, ours, that He defeated death and rose again. And and so we get to sing so many neat songs about that. And I want to make sure that we we do that together. But I do want to speak with you for a few moments today about uh, the crucifixion and what was going on. And uh, uh, in particular, you know, we're obviously the message centers around Jesus. But I do want to take some time to talk about the two criminals. And uh, I think they, they really add some neat things to the story. So the scripture reading today is in Luke 23, 32 through 43. It says, two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you're under the same sentence. We are punished justly for we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Blessed be the word of the Lord. I love that passage of scripture. There's so many neat things going through there. But what I want to talk about today, and this is point number one in your notes, I want to talk about the two criminals, as I said, so you can, you can write that in. there. are the two criminals. Now, In the Gospel of Matthew, we get a little clue about what's going on here before our Luke account in Matthew 27, 44. It says, in the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him, the criminals crucified with him, also heaped insults on him. So here in this account, we see that both the criminals crucified are hurling insults at Jesus, but then something changes. Luke 23, 39 and following. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Now just one. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebukes him. Don't you fear God? Since you're under the same sentence, we're punished justly for we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Something changes. What changes? Well, there at the cross, um, there's this mob mentality hurling insults at Jesus And this mob includes the priests and the soldiers and the criminals. And in the midst of the insults, at the height of his suffering, Jesus says this in Luke 23, 34. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And one of the criminals hears it. He hears Jesus talk about forgiveness, and it catches his attention. Jesus was suffering on the cross for something he had not done, And, you know, a normal reaction would have been one of of anger. But Jesus displays the height of divine love. Father, forgive them. And so what's going on with these two criminals? And and how is this such a big deal? And what's happening in the story? I want to tell you just quickly, these two criminals, they're not named in the Gospels. Church history has gone back and given them backstory and all sorts of other things going on, but they are not named in any of the gospel accounts in the Bible. They remain nameless, and I believe there's a significant purpose for this. And here it is, bear with me. Point number two You're one of them. There's two criminals, they represent all of us in the room. All of us are criminals. You're a criminal, I'm a criminal. We're all criminals. Let me explain. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All means all. All of us have sinned, and by that, we're all criminals in effect. And, and if that concept you know, offends you, you need to hear this. See, most people tend to view, uh, they have this view that people are either good or they're bad. It's the predominant view in our culture. There's good people. And there's bad people. And let me just say right off, right off the bat here so that nobody gets, you know... But listen, I, I think in this room, some of you are really, really nice. But none of us is good. We're not good people. And you think, what are you talking about? I'm a good person. And, and here's, here's where the problem comes with that whole thing. It's so subjective, the reality of, of what good is and not good is. See, if, um, you know, what defines really what good looks like. Are you good if you're good most of the time or just some of the time? Are you good if you've done more good stuff than you have done bad stuff? And see, we can almost always look around and find somebody that we think is worse than us and, and all of a sudden by comparison we feel, well, at least I'm not like that guy or that person, so I must be a good person. And and the problem is if we think we're good person, deep down, we almost always get this thought that God owes us something. Well, I'm a good person, so God and I are okay. And this, this good and bad person thing permeates our culture. It's what, if you talk to people, they think that's what the issue is. But it's not. It's not about good people and bad people. Here's what it's all about. People who get that they're criminals and repent and people who don't. That's the two sort of things that we find ourselves in. We're, we're all criminals because we've all sinned. We all deserve the cross. Jesus, now, he goes on our behalf. But how we and what we deal with that makes all the difference uh, in our lives and in the world. And so the the really big question about all this, and this is point number three, is which one are you? There's two. Which one are you? Because Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to give criminals who deserve death life. That's why he came. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Apostle Peter says this in 1 Peter 2.23 and 4. They called him every name in the book, this situation, and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence, content to let God set things right. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right two criminals. One of them in this story walks into paradise with Jesus. The other one doesn't. One of them gets it and one of them doesn't. One of them realized it wasn't about good or bad. He repents, the other one doesn't. And that's the issue. That's the issue that Easter brings up in our lives. We're all sinners. We've all messed up. We're we're criminals. And and we're never going to be good enough in our own strength. It's not about good and bad. It's about this idea of understanding that Jesus forgives if we ask and repenting. And then he gives us life. Just like he did to the, the criminal who repented. The criminal who repented wasn't a good person. The one who walks into paradise was in no ways you could label him good. He did nothing. He didn't even have time to to do anything for the Lord. He was nailed, hand and feet. He couldn't raise his hands to do a thing. He couldn't run an errand. He could do absolutely nothing. All he could do was say, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He got it. He defended Jesus. He said, don't you see? He has done nothing wrong. We deserve it. He does it. Jesus, will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And, And when he does, he gets real life. Just as he offers to us, John 10.10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Because of what Jesus does there on the cross, we go from criminals who deserve death to becoming a people set free and able to experience life in him now and forever. His action at the cross paid for our sin, all the mess we've done. He pays for it there with his... Perfect, sinless life. Lays it down. Defeats death. Rises again. Giving us the hope of a resurrection ourselves, a life forever. And and our only part is saying yes. Not trusting that we're good enough, but getting it, that we're not and never will be. And repenting. Saying, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I get it. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And he does. And Lord, will you be my savior? And the Lord of my life, will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And he will. And, and tonight, this Easter, I want to help all of us with this who need, who need to get this tonight. And, and I want to pray a prayer with some of you. Uh, and maybe you've never prayed a prayer like this before where you've, you've just gotten honest before God and you said, God, I'm, I am, I'm broken. I get it. I've sinned. I've fallen short. I'm, I'm a criminal. I thought I was a good person I want to be a good person but it's not enough so Jesus would you forgive me and would you come into my heart and my life to be my Lord and Savior and that's where this whole journey starts that's what Easter was all about that's what the whole process from from the Christmas story to his coming till him going to the cross and defeating death and rising again it all comes down to this decision will you choose to follow him to love him to serve Him. Simple prayer of repentance. Now, now, if you would pray that prayer with me today, in just a moment, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes. Not yet, in just a moment. And when I do with everybody like that, if you'll pray with me, I'll have you slip your hands in the air. Not yet, but in a minute. Just so I can see it. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up. But I want to extend this opportunity to you. That you would say, you know what, that, that's me. And I want to get this right with Jesus. And and if that's you, in just a moment, I'll give you an opportunity. I'll have you raise your hands and then I'll just pray you through this simple prayer. You'll just be right there and be between you and God and me. I want to be able to pray that with you today. It's the most important decision you will ever make. It's the best decision you will ever make. Knowing Him forever. Knowing His goodness and His love for you and understanding what Easter is all about and how that understanding changes everything. So do this with me if you would. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? I won't keep you this way long. I promise. But if you would say, you know what? I want to pray with you today. So that that I can walk with Jesus now and forever. And experience real life in Him. And, And if you would, Be willing just to pray a simple prayer like that with me. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Would you just slip your hand in the air so I can see it? And you say, you know what? I want to pray that prayer today. Good, I see your hands coming up. Praise the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Good. Good, you can put your hands down. I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. And listen, everybody can pray this prayer. Family, do things together. So just pray after me. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. You don't have to repeat after me. Father, I pray for each person who raised their hands and prayed that prayer today. Or for those who who prayed that prayer sincerely, God. And I ask now, Lord, that you would just fill them completely with your spirit. That they would know how much you love. That they would know this is the beginning of life with you now and forever. They stand washed and cleansed in you because of what you've done. And Lord, I pray for everyone, Lord. Just fill us all again with a a renewing and a refreshing of your spirit. That we might live for you all the days of our lives. And with you forever and eternity. You are an awesome God. We do it all in you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for who you are. Let's continue to sing songs of praise to him today. Those of you who prayed that simple prayer, you touched off a party in heaven. The Bible says that the angels rejoice when one comes and there were many, many of you. Let's celebrate the Lord in song. Um. found. He is my light, my strength, and my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What hides